we have seen the emergence of what I call modern Internet of Things. It is rich in data. It can bring in location. It's really the connectivity piece and the data aggregation piece that is usually missing in the infrastructure right now in the market. If you have a large farm, you know, the wireless connectivity is not going to carry out. This is the Industrial IoT Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Network looks stable. Let's connect. As technology has continued to grow, it started to touch every aspect of our lives. Not only do we have smart TVs on our walls and smartphones in our pockets, but now the cities where we live are getting smarter too. As migration from rural to urban living has steadily increased, the need to create more efficient cities has grown. But how can cities that are already large to begin with accommodate even more growth? Well, the first step in answering that question is smart lighting, according to my guest on today's podcast, Neil Agrawal, CEO of SimCon Lighting. He says cities really have to learn to become more efficient with their use of resources. One of the reasons why he believes cities should start with smart lighting is because it offers a good return on investment. He says if you look at a typical city, 40% of the electricity spend goes towards powering streetlights. And that if SimCon can offer solutions that helps reduce those costs, that's an obvious benefit to cities. But it's not just saving money. He says that smart lighting can also help protect citizens that live in cities by using apps that help alert first responders for emergencies and in other instances. He says if you think about it, SimCon has the ability to affect the lives of millions or even billions of people living in cities across the globe. Without further ado, here's my conversation with CEO of SimCon, Anil Lagrawal. All right, joining me today on the Industrial IoT Podcast is Anil Agrawal. He is the CEO of SimCon Lighting. Anil, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the podcast today, sir. Yeah, thanks to, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we know that SimCon is, is, is very involved uh, with smart lighting and smart city technology. And I'm wondering just what, uh, from you, what are some of the recent innovations in smart city technology that have you particularly excited? Yeah, let me first uh, talk about, you know, I mean, there's a lot of hype around smart cities and there's a lot of questions about what a smart city is, right? All of us uh, talk about smart cities, but uh, just wanted to set the stage right about our definition of uh, smart cities and why do we need smart cities, you know? Uh, as we all know, cities have been around for centuries, nothing new. And the question is why cities have to be smart today? I mean, that's a big question that all of us are asking. And as far as we are concerned, uh, the answer lies in urbanization. If you look in 1900s, uh, we had only two out of 10 people living in the city. By 2050, there'll be seven out of 10 people who will be living in cities, you know? So there's going to be 2.5 billion more people you know, moving into the city. And that is putting enormous kind of uh, stress on the resources that cities have uh, at this point. And that's why cities have to really learn how to become more efficient with the use of their resources. And that's the reason why they're all talking about becoming smart. So, so I think that's what we believe is the, is the reason for cities to become smart. And uh, I know you had two questions about smart cities and smart lighting. And what we have seen is most of the cities start with smart lighting. And the reason they uh, start with smart lighting is because it has the most ROI. If you look at a typical city, 40% of the electricity spend goes towards uh, powering street lights. And the solution that we have you know, in terms of connected lighting can save them 30% on, on the energy cost. It can save a lot on 70 to 80% on the maintenance cost. So, that's the big ROI, and that's where they start. So, so I believe smart lighting is one of the 
first steps uh, or the first steps towards smart uh, cities. And SimCon is really leading the way in that. And, and one of the things I wanted to ask was uh, smart lighting definitely gives you a good ROI, but it also makes um, it, it makes communities, uh, you know, safer places to live, work, and play as well, right? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I think one of the applications that we have is what we call is a blue light app. And if we go to a campus today, you can see all these kind of big blue light kiosks. And those kiosks can now be converted into kind of an app on, a, on your phone. So a student can download an app, and if they feel threatened, you know, that you can shake your phone or press a button on the phone, and lights within a particular geofence, maybe 50 meters, 100 meters around that student can start blinking or become bright, and the campus security can be notified. So definitely, you know, lighting does provide a lot of opportunity to make our communities uh, safe, whether it's a campus or whether it's a downtown or whatever. So definitely lighting does help in the safety, uh, improving the safety of uh, cities across the globe. And in a couple of different uh, instances, I'm thinking maybe specifically of like an auto dealership, uh, your smart lighting can can serve a dual purpose of, of highlighting an inventory, you know, light cars or something along those lines, while also uh, keeping patrons and other people safe because of the uh, the well-lit areas. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, typically what we have seen, if you look at, you know, some of the car dealerships, uh, they are very, very bright, right? I mean, definitely car dealers like to keep their lights very bright, and uh, that becomes like a night pollution, you know, for, for the citizens who are staying around it. So where this technology can be useful is you can keep them bright uh, during the early hours of the night, but as you get into the later hours, you can kind of dim them. So, you know, it's not... Uh, light pollution for the citizens. So it's a win-win for the dealership because they can keep their dealerships pretty much lighted. And also you can kind of put in some kind of motion sensors or you can put cameras along with the light. So if there is somebody who's trying to steal a car or something else, uh, this motion sensor can detect an activity which is beyond normal uh, hours or there could be a camera and it can provide uh, safety, you know, it can provide um, for, 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 for the safety and, and security as well. You were mentioning earlier just about how many people are moving into our cities, and uh, a, a UN estimate from 2015 said that about 3 million people were moving into cities every week. I think that just goes to highlight how, many, uh, how much urbanization is going on around the world these days. And, and I'm wondering just what are some specific ways that, that uh, connected and smart lighting uh, can help smart cities uh, just accommodate this this uh, this mass migration of people into cities. Yeah, I mean, as you can imagine, right? Let's say you have a city, and and, and in that city, you get ten times more people. You know, then what do you do? And and the thing is, you know, cities have to provide power. I mean, they have to provide street lighting. They have to provide you know, better quality of air, and they want to provide better traffic and all that uh, stuff, right? So, how do you do it? Uh, so the first thing is if you want to improve anything, you need to measure it, you know, you need to instrument it. And you need to put cameras, you need to put, you know, some air quality sensors, you need to put different kinds of uh, sensors all around the city. And that's where I think the smart city kind of comes in, you know, put all these devices and then get the data from these devices. You need to create what we call Internet of Outdoor Things. And, you know, once you get this Internet of Outdoor Things going, data from cameras, data from environmental sensors, and data from, you know, even a student walking by in a campus can all be then collected into one central repository. And from this one central repository, you can make intelligent decisions. You can, you can see, you know, if there's a lot of traffic, you know, how does that impact uh, the air quality? And if there is kind of a traffic jam or if there is an accident, you can brighten the lights in, in that region. So this is how essentially getting data from different sources into one central repository in an intelligent um, uh, decision-making system 
and then you can improve the quality of uh, you know the traffic you can improve the air quality you can improve lighting so that's how you kind of uh, uh, get all the advantages of a smart city and we tend to think of smart cities as being the big cities you know in new york or you know paris or something like that but this can also be implemented in small cities fairly easily too right and and sometimes it's those small cities that actually lead the way in innovations like this yeah absolutely absolutely i mean that's what we see you know the, the really exciting thing about this whole thing is this whole phenomenon of smart cities is not limited to the big cities we see news all across you know just i was reading an article today that there's a small city in moscow that's doing it so this is all across cities small big every city is thinking about it and i believe you know smaller cities have a bigger opportunity you know uh, it's easier for them to implement certain things you know they don't have to think a lot so i believe you know it, it, it i think the small cities can take the lead and small cities are taking the lead across the globe and it's happening all across. So the Jamaica Public Service Company recently selected SimCon uh, for a nationwide intelligent streetlight implementation. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that project. Yeah, if you think about, you know, cities are talking about smart cities and, and Jamaica being an island, I mean, they had this whole concept of smart nation. You know, they were thinking very big. They were talking about smart nation. And uh, again, you know, if you look at the islands, uh, you know, you don't really have like uh, in a power generation like we have in, in big cities. It's sometimes diesel generated. It's very expensive. The, the power is, you know, five or six times more expensive than we would find in, in, in the U.S. And they have a lot of incentives to save energy. You know, it's for the limited resource. They want to save energy. And, and again, at the same time, they wanted to implement this uh, this vision of, uh, of a smart nation. So, so SimCon came in, and at this point, we are just doing the first phase, which is uh, putting smart lighting, and that's all done. They are going to be in three phases. We have completed almost like phase one and a half at this point. And once we have all this lighting up and going, the next phase is going to be putting all different kinds of sensors. So we are in phase one of a complete smart nation implementation at Jamaica. So the next time, actually the first time I visit Jamaica, uh, how will things be different? You know, how will I perceive things to be different? Or will it all be stuff that is occurring uh, kind of behind the scenes that I won't be aware of? No, I think if you go to Jamaica, for, you know, you, you will have better lighting because they would have converted to LED, so it will be brighter. Uh, they will have controls, so you will be able to see, uh, you know, lighting getting uh, different levels of lighting. So if you go late night, you will have dim light. You won't have these lights blasting all across uh, throughout the night. And at some point, they're going to put some motion sensors. So what's going to happen is if you're driving by during late night hours, you know, lights will come up. Otherwise, they will all stay dimmed. So you'll have less uh, light pollution at this point of time, and they'll be saving a lot of energy. One of the uh, barriers tends to be maybe the cost associated with a, a city converting into being a smart city. How do you uh, help cities balance that cost uh, that they might be seeing up front uh, with an understanding that it'll, it'll it might help pay off for them in the long run. I um, mean, yeah, that's a that's a good good question. <laughs> you know, as we said, cities have to do all this. They have to provide all the services, and they don't have like uh, you know truckload of money to kind of do all this. So the ni the good news here is uh, there are a lot of financial institutes. I mean, there are ESCOs, uh, big companies, and these companies have realized that there is a real ROI. You know, so there are models. There are companies that come in and kind of finance the capital cost. So somebody would come in and they, they can talk to the city that we will replace all your lights and convert them into LEDs and provide all the services, the smart service uh, cities that you're talking, the services that you're talking about at no cost to you. So essentially they will take all the capital cost and they will basically get paid from the savings. So essentially what we have also seen that not only cities 
pay for anything, but they also get paid from the savings. So, so let us say, you know, you have $10 million savings over a year from energy savings, from maintenance savings. This ESCO will come in and even pay the city $2 million. So at this point, cities get new infrastructure and they get paid from the savings. So I think it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if people are listening and they think this is very interesting, where can they go to get more information and what resources exist for people to learn more about smart cities and smart lighting? I mean, the, if you search the internet, I mean, today Google has you know everything. So you just search smart cities, you'll get all the information. Definitely, you can go to our SimCon website at uh, simconlighting.com. Uh, we do have a lot of information on it. We have a blog on it. So you can look at the blog. We continuously blog about stuff that we see, that we hear, and that we listen. And again, as we said, this is a very, very global market. And we have you know, implemented our solutions in 21 countries, you know, about 150 cities. So essentially, we get to know a lot. And it's all a global perspective. And we share some of this information that we get through our blogs. And there are all of the companies you know, that essentially you know, work in the space. Uh, you can just Google stuff and, and kind of get more information. But yes, uh, we also provide on our website at simconlighting.com. It really feels like you, you guys have thought of everything when it comes to how to uh, utilize smart lighting to keep people safe. I was just reading about your first responder application, uh, and that certainly seems like something that could uh, that could save lives and, and, and be a good resource for cities and, and for, for people when it comes to keeping first responders and, and people that are there uh, in the early moments after an accident safe. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is very interesting. You know, all the several years, you know, uh, companies like us have been talking about uh, savings. You know, we all talk about why should you implement smart lighting is because of savings. This really is a different concept. It's not about dimming. It is about uplighting. So what is happening is, you know, the cost differential between a 60 watt LED fixture and a 75 watt is not that much. So a lot of the cities today are oversizing their LED fixtures and then, then they run it at a dim level out of the gate. So they might be running at, you know, 60% dim level all the time. So this gives them the ability to uplight, you know, go another 40%. And this is the first responder app that we have. So if there is some kind of an emergency situation on, on the street, and, and the first responder can press a button uh, on an app on their phone, and the lights within you know, a certain region will all become 100% on. So essentially, you get more light. And as we all know that if there's more light, you know, you can improve the efficiency of the first responder. So that's the whole concept. Again, a very neat application of uh, just lighting. It's really fascinating and really, really interesting. And uh, finally, I, I wanted to know just what, what excites you about what's coming you know, down the pipeline? What do you see uh, happening in the next five to 10 years that really makes you excited to be a part of smart cities and smart lighting? I think uh, we are very excited about this space. Uh, I mean, one of the real excitement is this is one of the businesses that is a real, you know, huge business and has a very big social impact. If you think about, uh, you know, we have the ability as a company to influence the life of billions or even billions of people living in cities across the globe. Uh, we can help somebody, you know, find a parking place faster so he's not uh, spending time looking for a parking space so he has more time to spend with his family. We can help cities uh, reduce their energy costs. We can help those cities, you know, kind of maintain their equipment better so they can improve, uh, you know, the, the availability of those lights. They can do all that. They can improve the quality of the air. So essentially it has a huge social impact. And again, you know, I think we are very fortunate to be in this space wherein we can make this impact, you know, all... Uh, the team at SimCon really, you know, is very excited uh, with this uh, possibility of being able to improve the quality of citizens, you know, 
uh, all across the globe. So it's very exciting time for us. I think I join uh, just about everyone listening when I say that uh, the idea of spending less time looking for a parking place is a very, very exciting one for me. I, I have to say that. And again, yeah, also about campuses, right? So safety is a big thing, right? When we have more people coming into the city, the crime uh, can go up. And if you can make the campuses safer, if you can make the city safer, you, if you can help the first responders, you know, kind of respond to emergency situations much faster, you can make the lighting inviting and more exciting. You know, I think it really helps uh, to make cities, you know, better place to work, live and play. Absolutely. And that's that all, that's the goal. And that's what's uh, really, really exciting about what you're doing there at SimCon. That's Anil Agrawal. Uh, he is the CEO of SimCon Lighting. Thank you so much for joining me today, sir. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for your time today. And I hope uh, this was useful. And maybe this podcast can help a lot of people across the globe, you know, in, in, in what they're trying to do. And maybe they can motivate young professionals and young entrepreneurs to be join the, the force, you know. Thanks once again to Anil Agrawal for joining us on the Industrial IoT podcast. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Check, check, check.